Hey guys, sorry about the missing week in the shows, but I had a bit of a tragedy. I had to put Spice down last week. Now Spice is one of the key reasons this show is a show. My bride and I had to travel unexpectedly, and I'd asked James to check in on her. James and I had known each other not all together that long, so surrendering this responsibility to him is a huge leap for my introverted self. He proved himself worthy, Give me that. and the, we had a few more conversations and the show took off. The absence of spice here at Castle Fielders left a gaping hole in our lives. There is no truer stereotype than the relationship of a man and his dog. As the uh, you guys reach out find your local rescue organization maybe drop a few coins in their way because you're literally saving lives wow I can't believe I made it through all that but reckon I did so uh, yeah let's talk about stereotypes welcome to slightly uncomfortable Woo! Caleb, yep. you ah, I'm here we have got three chairs full yep so everybody tell people who you are New person. <laughs> so since I'm the new person, I have well, to go first. Okay. Well, he's not really that new not anymore. New, yeah. No, no, because he he's I brought, brought the best bourbon, bourbon of all. To not be he, new. He, he, he when he was new, he brought very fine bourbon, and then he showed up. As, he had that he had that sophomore year slump, and, and so then he fell back to the mm. noob slut. Right, right, right. So now he has to endure new, noobism again. But and then we can. But that progress. being said, I he mean, he did bring a good penance. He he, he yeah. did do a swing and a miss with that um, uh, Hawaiian um, junk juice, yeah. whatever it is, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, he bought it because it was in a milk bottle from Hawaii. Which yeah, I'm, no. not, I'm not even certain they have milk in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> they do. It's just expensive as all get out. Well, it's probably more expensive than that fucking swell you, you brought us. But, Possibly. Uh, so, uh, but he brought. We'll talk about what, we, what he brought here in a minute. But so we've got so, Caleb, Caleb and. Yeah. Yep, yep. Root's still here. Always, always here. Yeah, always here. And then, of course, me. You know, I actually had somebody write write me, and they had listened to our podcast, and they were mm-hmm. like, and they know me. And we said, which one are you? And I'm like, well, you don't know me that well. <laughs> wow. And I, and I'm insulted. Th- and they, the they thought are. that you were, they thought I was you. Oh, my and God. And I can't remember the question that they asked me about, oh, they said, you had said you were in the military. And they said, well, I didn't know he was in the military. I'm like, well, I'm not. I've never been in the military. <laughs> this personality does not work well <laughs> with people telling you what to do. Well, and the, the, the even stranger thing about that is you go by your own fucking name. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but I don't know that we say our names that often. So, well, I mean, because I'll say my name, you. you I'll, I'll say I'm here, but really do I say this is James to identify the voices on it. And plus, this person's really not all that bright. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, and if you think I'm talking about you, you're correct. <laughs> you're probably right. All of you are yes. probably Anybody right. Anybody that's thinking that, yes. Because you're running with James. That's so always that's a good nice. yes. Well, you all are too, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the show. Yeah. So. I'm just here to get paid. And to drink bourbon. <laughs> like I said. Caleb, share with the audience, yes. both of them, what you brought. <laughs> so to the one you offended and the other one, mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I hit up... Uh, the Kroger here in Frankfurt actually just opened up a, a liquor store. They were the... How is it? I've not been there yet. It's a, we were there like the second day they opened or something like that. I didn't even realize they were open yet. Uh, and it wasn't bad. I mean, they had your, your standard run-of-the-mill stuff, all your wines and your beer and uh, all your clear junk that nobody really wants and all that kind of True. stuff. Um, clear liquor is for yeah. rich women on diets. <laughs> well, unless it's clear corn liquor. 
Right. Uh, and then they had they had your standard bourbon selection, everything, but they were still getting shipments in and that kind of stuff, so it would change from from time to time. But uh, right in there to pick up some uh, Four Roses small batch select, so it's not the standard small batch, but it's the new one they released. It was late last year, early this year, uh, but it is uh, 104 proof. It's six of their recipes uh, blended together, or mingled, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's non-chill filtered, so that's getting pretty popular in the whole bourbon realm. Is let's non-chill filter things, and uh, uh, it's pretty. Inter- I thought it was really good. That's why I stopped and picked up a bottle or another bottle, uh, actually, to bring down because I enjoyed it, and I figured you all would too. Well, I, I, definitely I, better than the Hawaiian moonshine. I will. I will speak right up. I've never ever been a. I've not been a long-time fan of Four Roses product. Period. Um, but I've since kind of evolved and and and. I don't want to say taught myself how to like it, but I think Four Roses of all the bourbons I've drank is extremely distinctive. Yeah. When you drink a Four Roses product, it stands out. With good, bad, or indifferent, it stands out from other types mm-hmm. of bourbon. Right. Uh, I think the rye that, that that's really strong in most all of their juice. Um, but I've started now to appreciate them a bit, but I, this is probably the best one I've had. Right. By far. Yeah. <clears throat> that 104 proof, it, it. it's extremely yeah. uh, just visible almost when you drink it. it and it Coach your tongue. I've had one sip, and my tongue is still radiating yeah. heat. Yeah. See, for me, I don't feel it so much in your mouth. It's your chest. Yeah, but you're an alcoholic. When, well, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> it, it's that's, clear. I don't pay attention too much to the alcohol content on your tongue or anything like that because once it goes down, it, to me, it's like right in your sternum. See, I'm uh, getting out of that. That hole. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't get that. <clears throat> Mine's all I, mouth. Mm-hmm. Would you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt that uh, – the, the heat on the tongue first, and then it just kind of settled up yeah. the top of the throat. Three. <laughs> okay, so remind me to put the intermission mark in there. Well, fucker. I mean, you sat there like an auto log. <laughs> I mean, we've, I mean been, we've been sitting here for two and a half hours. We have not. And, and you're just now saying, okay, we have well, not. aren't seem- you going to do this? It seems that way with you being here, but no, we have not. <laughs> So anyway, what I was saying is, is I, I felt the heat on the tongue, and it, it, the burn doesn't really go any much further than just the top of my throat. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel it in my chest at all. I don't get that warming, um, you know, almost like you have a sweater up around your neck type feeling. Right. Or I scarf. That, I get that. I, I don't wear. All right, get. <laughs> Alex is not here. Get his. All right. You can have him it's in your fall mind. Weather. You can have him in your mind. Just keep him out your mouth. I mean, we don't need to hear about it. We don't need to hear about it. It makes us feel. It makes me right. feel awkward. Yeah. Caleb is not old enough to know how you feel about <laughs> Alex. Um, but uh, we have a we have a topic today that um, I think it's going to be fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 heavy. It's not as heavy as other topics that we've been covering of late. No, 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 no. But uh, we're going to do a topic today about uh, stereotyping or profiling. So all you people are like this. Yeah. 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 Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Every last one of you. Yep. I mean, everybody that listens to us is batshit crazy. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I think that's actually accurate. <laughs> um, well, every good well. stereotype has a grain of truth to it. But And I think, uh, no, actually, Caleb and I came up with this. Caleb yeah. came up with it, and we were having a conversation about it. to steal your idea. I know, right? I was you present. <laughs> you know, I'm an enabler. I've been told oh. that my whole life. Yeah. But Caleb, Caleb, so, kind of talk about the origination of this. Yeah, we were... At work the other night, talked about some different things, and somehow I don't even remember how exactly we got to the the topic of uh, of stereotypes and profiling and and everything. But <clears throat> it came up, and uh, we said something about you know it being uh, people thinking one thing about somebody and not really giving them a shot, and uh, 
then you find out that they're the complete opposite of what you expected or, or whatever. And, you know, we, we talked about how, you know, pretty much in everyday life, that's what ends up happening. Anytime, any encounter you have with somebody, especially new, you've already had, you already have a predetermined notion just from first sight of that person. Uh, and whether that's good, bad, otherwise, you know, it's a fact of life. It happens. Uh, but we did start to talk a little bit about stereotypes and like Ruth said, it's, you know, there's the reason they exist is because there is a grain of truth, at least to all of them. And I always say stereotypes exist for a reason is that they, uh, they're, there is a prevalence of that stereotype in a group of people, and that's why the stereotype exists to begin with. And uh, they're more accurate than they're there. not. Right. They're more often yeah. accurate than they're not. Yeah. Um, and I not think necessarily that they're fair, but right. that they're usually more well, accurate you know, than people will give them credit for. On the on the flip side, you know, sometimes the truth hurts, and if you fit that mold, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's illuminated by someone else, and you're like, "Fuck, they're right. I am. Yep. I can't dance, and I am white." You know, uh, ergo, all white people can't, can't dance. dance. Right, yeah. right. And I'm okay with that because that makes me think there's a community for my lack of dancing ass. Um, so, so it's like we said in the social media show a while back. These, it's a small community that enables it's, your powerlessness. It's, it's not small. I mean, we, we, we're a united front. I can uh, dance, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't dance. ever want to see that. <laughs> I mean, not one part of me. I, that would be a whole new thing to talk to my counselor about. Um, but... I know since Caleb and I mentioned this to one another, it was two, three, four nights ago. I can't remember when Some it was. Ago, yeah. um, I was. I've been when, calling. When you're together that many nights, it all starts. Bleeding right. Out. Well, yeah. I mean, I called Big Spoon and he wouldn't let me. <laughs> and then that started this big thing. And I've, I've just been trying not to call him Big Daddy the whole show. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I, I kind of started thinking about, you know, when he, when he said that, it really resonated with me. And I, I was kind of wondering why it did. Uh, because I like to. I don't like to really stereotype people. I don't really like to, to paint any one type of or group of people with a broad brush. But I think what we're seeing in our political climate now, it's <laughs> it's even more present than it has ever, ever been before. Been. Yeah. And actually, one of our cohorts, Lloyd. He's a cohort? Well, he's He's home, more like a hort. He, he's <laughs> home clean. He, won, he brought one bottle of bourbon. That fucker ain't brought another <laughs> no. Honestly, I think the reason why he's not been... Available air quotes yeah. is that he don't want to buy no more bourbon. I think that's <laughs> it. I think that's it. I think, but uh, he actually now now he and I sit on different ends of the political spectrum. Um, I don't think he's as far right as he claims. I don't think I'm as far as left as I claim. But regardless, out of the blue one day, he messages me while I'm at work at my big boy job, and he says, "I think you liberals are more racist than we are. All you all do is talk about it." All right, now this is a intelligent arguably, a uh, man who has a depth of perception about world events. He's not like he just pulled out of a holler. And it, and I've known Doug or Lloyd or Ronnie, Bobby, Mickey, Mike most of my adult life. And um, it just really took me back. It just, Because to me, and I'm not speaking directly about Lloyd, but partly, uh, I think it really shows uh, being short-sighted when <laughs> – you attack a group of folk right. with a perception. And I actually said, why are you saying that? He goes, well, I'm listening to this podcast. And I'm like, okay, that's two people, <laughs> you know, representing my entire party. And I'm like, Puss, where did you find this podcast? I tried to find it on iTunes. It's nowhere. 
It's like two guys sitting in the basement. Okay, wait, wait, that's wait, us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's whoa. us. That's a little close <laughs> to home. And, and we are experts. Yeah, of uh, course we are. But uh, I, I think that the, the stereotype's not too far away from us at any time. People that we know, either yeah. they think it or they say it. Mm-hmm. Most people do think it. But now we're in such a hypersensitive society that it's easier to talk about a group of people than it is to mention an individual because you can't offend the individuals anymore. Um, I think Caleb's trying to reach for a point and missing. No. <laughs> trying to catch a fly. He's yeah. grasping in the air. Uh, yeah. No, what I was going to say is, like so in I that situation specifically, uh, is you all said that, you know, that especially in politics, that the stereotyping and the bias and the profiling and all that stuff is worse now than probably it ever has been. So you're in a situation now where someone you know and have known for a while and have a personal relationship with it's not just somebody random out of the blue all of a sudden attributes an entire bias or stereotype against you and they actually know you better than that right but they're willing to just throw that stereotype on you and and you know the this the intent of this show is to go down the the political rabbit hole no it's not uh apparently we're going there hopefully not okay yeah but as soon as you start talking we'll try to get away from it Uh, okay great fucking libertarian they're all like (laughs) I just think, wants to be left alone. That's <laughs> right. I think in this political climate, that is the only shot anybody has. You know, it's always about those other people. Yeah. Because it, it's so, it's so divided that the enemy is that group of people. Whatever, whatever letter you've got on your yeah. head. There's no unification no. even considered. It's you. No, you, no, no. You and your group other other people right, you right. Say they it, are the others and they are separate yep. and they are different and, and we don't like and that any anybody who might have a different <clears throat> political idea well they're just crazy right yeah. you know and it doesn't just happen with politics as we as oh. we all well know and you yeah. know as you're listening to this just think about the stereotypes that you just you just accept yeah. yep. that you don't only accept you perpetuate and sometimes we perpetuate stereotypes or profiling from within i've heard Ladies that have blonde hair say, well, oh, I'm having a blonde moment. Right. Right. All right. Now, that stereotype, ma'am, is that you're stupid because you have blonde hair. Right. But you're, you're perpetuating that. So why would somebody not say that about you or think that about you? You know, I mean, if you're going to think it about yourself, if you're going to tell other people about it, mm-hmm. how can we not join in on that? We don't want it to be alone. All right, so just so that everybody can keep up with going on. One of us is going to get this got mat it. here in we, a minute. We, may we do have up, a fourth chair. We may end up having to just uh, trash this whole opening. <laughs> because I have two dipshits <laughs> that actually made me start doing it myself. <laughs> there is a gnat. Was. It was. Th- this time of year in Kentucky, yeah. they're just everywhere. And there was a gnat flying around our little bunker here. And they were. They looked like that they were trying to catch a butterfly. <laughs> Like they, they were two mouth breathers dragging their knuckles to try to catch a butterfly. And and then I did it. I mean, I, 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 evidently I just wanted to fit in. And, but um, anywho, um, what we always do this in our show, but when was the first time you actually remember that stereotypes or profiling uh, that you can recall? And Root is actually raising his hand. Yes, he, he is a strange. Doesn't man. work well. It doesn't. He's, <laughs> he's been doing this since the first show, and oh, that yeah. fucker's over there. You know. Anyway, please, please, Root, um, stop doing what you're doing and talk. So I guess I was uh, five or six, and we were having a family outing at a local park, 
And when I say family, it was all three of us. And mom just suddenly comes and gets me from this group of kids that I was running around with and says it's time to go. You know, when mama says it's time to go, it's time to go. So as I'm as we're marching back to the car, mom and dad are, are bemoaning the fact that they had to leave early because of the this was horrible, by the way, but because of the pickaninnies coming. The Woody Who's? The Pickaninnies. All right, I'm going to just chime in here. Wait. That's uh, Caleb, Eastern, have you, have that's you heard too of, Eastern Kentucky for me. So. Well, no, he's I, from fucking Lexington. <laughs> he will perpetuate Eastern Kentucky. The dude lived in the suburb. I mean, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But what is Pickaninny? Yes. It's a derogatory term uh, for black folk. And I have never. I don't heard think I've of, ever heard that one. Yeah. Well, Pickaninny. Now you have. Now you have. And. I didn't, you know, I, I had no idea, and I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what kind of critter this is, and I looked up and saw this, what I can now understand, it's just a family of black folk coming, you know, coming to enjoy the park just like the rest of us, but at that point, um, for at least the next couple of years, I used the term interchangeably at the house, and nobody said boo. I... I I got to third grade when the teacher of my third grade class was a black lady. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that got ugly. <laughs> that got <laughs> ugly. Hello, Miss Pickaninny. Miss <laughs> Pickaninny, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. That is an odd word. And I, I'll be honest, I don't mean to sound disrespectful by uh, well, repeating it, that. It, it, it's, actually, it's actually a credit to you and how you were raised that you don't know it. I know, I know. My, the well, evidently, Root was raised, you know, um, differently. <laughs> it the family park turned into a racial slur buffet. It, uh, it, <laughs> you're a pickaninny. You're a pickaninny. <laughs> That's an odd word. We're gonna get it banned. Is. Yeah, I, I can tell you where it came from. There were, uh, I guess, editorial cartoons way back in the day, and they they portrayed jungle living people as pickaninnies, as the children as pickaninnies, and that's how they were referred to. And the, uh, it he's, just kind he's of grown up hands. within the yeah. racism, you know, and, and the heated racism of the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Well, I mean, I think there's a number of different uh, uh, labels that's yeah. unfortunately right. placed on African Americans. Uh, I think the one that my grandfather uh, used that I did not know was a racist term. I mean, I've, ever since I've been around, I knew that the N-word was not appropriate and it was damning. And yeah. and uh, there is not any word that I think I've ever heard in the English language that elicits such a response at the mere mentioning of it. Mm -hmm. But he would use in a, not a, I don't think that he felt derogatory, but he would say darky. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, in the in the uh, song, My Old Kentucky Home, Yep. Yeah. It actually mentions that. It's yeah. so summer of the dark. And he day. and he mm -hmm. told he told me he goes you know this was not considered racist when I learned to say this word. It was just a matter of just a term mm -hmm. to refer to people. Yeah. And it was it was expected and not offensive at all. Uh, but um, I've never heard of that term. But and those terms change a lot over time too. They do. What what was acceptable or PC at the time. Is would now be considered extremely derogatory, or uh, and I think e even more so now <clears throat> because we're we're moving into a, a time and we're already there that people are so hypersensitive to any term mm -hmm. 
you know, I mean, when you have... Yeah, we're a- making shit up now. Yeah, when yeah. you have Ashley Judd getting someone fired in an airport in Tennessee because an elderly gentleman called her sweetie. Mm. I mean, you're, we're getting to an extreme. At yeah. some point, it's going to have to revert back. But uh, we don't, we don't want to – one of the things I don't want to go into in depth today is both what Root said politically, mm-hmm. because that's a, that's a rabbit hole we don't need to chase, right. and also racially. Right. We, although you can't speak of this without speaking of racial she biases is, yeah, and yeah. prejudice. Because that that's one of the big that's, stereotypes for every group of people that is out there. Right. Has a stereotype. But those two, both uh, the political slant on this right. and the racist slant on this, that's a showing in and of itself. And it's yeah. a huge topic. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> to let that bleed, we're going to get lost in the right. shovel. Just we're we're going to have to touch on them a little bit, but right. we won't chase them. But for that whole idea of those terms, like what Root was saying and what you said your grandfather or whoever said, yeah. um, was it's, it's another way of othering people is to, to signal them out as different, as other, as not us right and and that's where a lot of that bias and the profiling and the stereotypes always come from is how i think sometimes people it, it's almost like saying the joneses across the road it can be that innocent it can mm-hmm. be yeah because it's just distinguishing as caleb said them from us yeah and it doesn't mean that they're bad and we're great it's just no. they are them and we are us yeah and, and if if you're new to a workplace or something and somebody told you to do something you know, as part of the job, and you're like, you okay? And you go do the thing. And then somebody says, who asked you to do that? And you're like, uh, uh, that, that tall white guy around the corner. Yeah. You know, it's it's just explanatory. Mm-hmm. It, it, it distinguishes it. Yeah. How about you, Caleb? First time you remember uh, mm-hmm. anything like that? I mean, was it last I mean, week? <laughs> was it week four last? Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> no, I mean, personally, I guess for me, it would have been, it. I don't know. Uh, I, would, I feel like it would have been something when I was younger, like what what your kind of story was. Uh, two as stars. far as yeah, <laughs> so, so, so we wrote off <laughs> a couple two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the only thing I can really think of off the top of my head uh, would have been personally like people stereotyping me, and that Just, was, you're too handsome. Yeah, I mean that's fucking millennials. It, that's an understand. Like I get that burden. one though. It's yes, a burden. It is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to bear it, but it's you know, it's I understand that. But no, I mean, because we hit on this earlier when we talked, is where you're from. Yeah. And you know, people ask you where you're from because they hear the way you talk or you drop certain vowels or sounds or something like that when you say certain words, and that's the first thing they want to know is where you're from. And as soon as you say Kentucky, I mean, they've got a flood of stereotypes and. They look you up and down and they're like, "Oh, you're wearing shoes, huh? Or yeah. is your sister pregnant and smoking and you know whatever else, living in the trailer and Fair everything?" And, Would you like us yeah. to bring you some books? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> do y'all have TV over there yet? Yeah. And blah blah blah. You know that kind of stuff. And you know it's that. I mean, if that's the worst thing in my life that ever happens to me, I'm living pretty well. So it's not like I can complain or anything like that. But I mean, I would have to say that's probably yeah for me like the, a very early. Yeah, and I'm sure Rude has went through that with yeah. being in the military. I've went through that when I was out in Arizona. Right. And um, especially when you move out west, um, the fact of the matter is not many Southerners move. Right. right. And why mo- would we? Right. I mean, you know, right. Yeah. So they're used to hearing northern accents. They're used to hearing midwestern accents. But they're not used to hearing a southern accent. And I did not realize that. And I actually asked. Because everybody, I'd be on the phone with a vendor, or be phone with, uh, on the phone with somebody, and I, w- I would invariably have to say I'm from Kentucky. 
Yeah. You know, where are you from? I'm from Kentucky. And I didn't really receive a whole lot of negative connotations attached to that because I'm a decent-sized guy and they know better. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but um, it was all in jest, and I found – it seemed like most people found it intriguing because they just have not yeah. been around. I haven't really had that experience since my last growth spurt, so I really haven't. <laughs> that <laughs> was last week. That yeah. hair's coming in nicely. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but now now my first one, um, I was probably 12, 13 years old, and my mom and dad were racist. I'm going to go and say that. Uh, my dad is not any longer. Uh, but they were racist, especially my mother. And um, we ended up having a lot of conversations about that as I grew older and had actually formed my own opinion instead of accepting whatever opinion it was of my, my parents. But uh, I wanted to learn how to play basketball. I was really getting interested in basketball. And my dad picked me up at school one day. And uh, we're going home. I'm good right now. I'm, we're going home, and he, he takes me somewhere other than my neighborhood. And I grew up uh, right in between a white trash neighborhood if you all are from Frankfurt, Thornhill, mm-hmm. all right, that's where I learned how to fight. That's, that's and, where you could learn how to use that now. And drink, like, really bad bourbon yep. um, behind the school. And then I was right in the – we had, like – ours was pretty much just a lower middle-class neighborhood. Uh, Thornhill is probably a, a little bit lower middle class. Then right next door to it was called Walter Todd, which it was a housing project, uh, which was all government assistance and was primarily a black – neighborhood uh, at that time and dad took me right in the heart of Walter Todd they call that the projects and um, he opened the door and says get out he goes now shut your mouth don't say anything to anybody these are the best basketball players in the county if you're going to learn how to play these guys will teach you but don't you say a damn word to them and that now granted that stereotype is accurate I've, I've lived in Frankfurt most all of my life, and I will tell you what, we had a much better ball team at the projects than we ever had at any of the county schools. Yeah. And it, you know, it took me a little while to get into them and stuff like that and get in with them. But um, uh, I thought that was that was the first time I saw my dad. And in his mind, that was a positive. Hmm. You know, and he, he, he wasn't thinking derogatorily. He wouldn't drop his son off if he did. Right. It's a fact. It's, <clears throat> they can play really well. And- right. That's a style that you need to go and learn. Right. If you're going to be good, don't play against the rednecks from Thornhill. Right. You play against the ballers from Walter Todd. And, uh, I mean, it ended up helping me. I I still have lifelong friends that when I see those guys out in Frankfurt, they will remember me, and I'll remember them with respect. Yep. It's just fantastic. So it's obvious to see that we've had these stereotypes. Um, I think the media helps us to perpetuate these stereotypes. One of the first ones that I remember was, uh, who was the African-American gentleman that got beat down out in, in California? Rodney King. Rodney King. That's the one. I think that was one of the first, the violent thing. And, again, it's tough to stay away from racist, racism when we're talking about this. Right. Well, I, I, my first awakening, I guess, would have been in high school. And um, I went to Henry Clay. It's usually, at, at least it was in the 80s, late 80s, mid-80s when I was there. Early 70s? Uh, Probably then, too. No, wait a minute. You were there in the 90s. You got held back a bunch, didn't you? Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, We had history together, didn't we? Like, is that? <laughs> no, no, I graduated three weeks ago. <laughs> no, the, uh, it, 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 was, it was widely, I guess, like, well, it was the stereotypes applied to it that that's, where the, that's the rich school, right? Um, it, it was 
predominantly upper middle class who went to white the people. A lot of that. Yeah. And um, so we had a yeah, it was it was a healthy African American presence in the school. So they weren't sickly, is what you're saying. <laughs> that, that we a actually sizable we, we made them all go through a doctor's visit before we would allow them in the school. Because you know how those people are. We need a that's help. Back, that's we, back when everybody got vaccinated. So. <laughs> Oddly, yes. That's a show we could do at some point. <laughs> so anyway, I, I was I was you know in between classes and heard the ruckus, went down, poked my head around the corner, and saw this white boy and black boy having a brawl. And the first thought that hit my head is, what did that black boy do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that hit the front of my head, the other thought hit, why the fuck you judging? <laughs> you know, it, why do you jump to that conclusion? Yeah, why, yeah. Yeah. why did you jump to that conclusion? Right. And ev- ever since, when it's when because I, of when the pickaninnies from it, the park. It, 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 I mean, when not when it's layered. Mm-hmm. And it can yeah. be passive aggressively layered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can be that that maybe your parents had a bad experience with African American folks in a similar situation, and they're like, "We don't want to repeat that." No, that wasn't it. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. Okay. But yeah, that, that that's exactly what it was. I was raised in a household where where anybody that wasn't white were less than and mm-hmm. to be uh, put down, right, and all that. And but that that was how old was I? 15, 16, 17, something like 16, 15 or 16. And it's a three year span. Then, really. <laughs> There's a lot of growing up though that happens in those three years. You ain't wrong. Look at Caleb. I'm know, so proud right? of him. He, <laughs> he is turning out to be a fine He's young man. Solid food from one yeah. podcast to another. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the evolution of Caleb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and effort to get away from the racist side. I think that mm. there, this is a bigger... I think it's going to be hard to get away from it. It is, but, uh, but um, yeah. name... Uh, let's just talk about positive-negative stereotypes. I think we can really focus on... And, and is any... I think this is decent. Is there any stereotype or profile mm-hmm. that is ultimately positive? So, in my... Without being insulting. Yeah. In my mind, where the... I guess you would say positive ones come in, the reason why we are so susceptible to accepting stereotypes and everything is it goes back to a very primitive function of our brains and it's a fight or flight instinct you're walking down the street at night and you see somebody that looks shady you immediately have a thought in your head of do i need to cross the street or can i just walk past them and everything's fine and depending on how that person looks or anything it doesn't mean you're right but it's a very basic almost animal instinct in us is that fight or flight and where those, where those stereotypes can come from. I mean, that's okay. to me. I mean, that's, I think for me, the, the positive stereotypes, although I still think there is a bias that's applied that is not uh, really positive in its nature. Um, but I think that like at airport security hmm. with TSA and, and everything yeah, that post nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that my wife gets pulled out all the time. Her bags get checked all the time. Like, yeah, there's something about you that just seems. Well, but shady. she doesn't. I mean, she passes the <laughs> eye test. I mean, it's not a visual yeah. stereotype. Yeah. Um, uh, Caleb's wife is from Hungary. Yep. And um, had had grown up there, and and we're going to do an interview with yep. um, with Caleb and Nikki one time because they have a very fascinating story 
about how they met and what Nikki had been through and how she moved from a communist country to the United States and that transition. I, yeah. I find it fascinating. But um, I think that it, it's somewhat necessary given experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's almost like, and it's a horrible analogy, but I've had a few bourbons, and this is what you're going to get. <laughs> hey, you've it, been warned. It's kind of like if I put my hand on a burner three times in a row and my hand gets burnt, mm-hmm. then I'm going to assume every burner I see from there on out is potentially harmful. Better yet, if you look at a red burner and you touch your hand to it and it's hot, and then you do it again and it's hot again. Then you hate you, the color red. Then every red <laughs> burner you see from then on out, you're going to say, that's probably hot. Yeah. I don't want to touch it. But I mean, it's. it's I don't be- know about you fuckers. I only touch a damn thing once. I'm just saying. <laughs> Bitch, you don't cook. <laughs> you got, you got two cook. hands, so you got you to gotta make oh, sure okay. with both. You don't need to. Go, <laughs> the hand was busy. You don't need to cook. You go to the fucking Fire Star seven days a week. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? I mean, because it's it's due to life experiences at times that 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 can be uh, accurate. But I think when you're in law enforcement, and and when yeah, you're let's in, talk about that stereotype, right? Yeah. You know, now I lived out in Arizona for five years, and uh, it, during that time, Sheriff Joe Arpaio was the he was Maricopa the County. he he mm-hmm. was the uh, American sheriff, is what yeah. he's called. Maricopa County is the largest county in the United States. And it contains 28 cities. And it, it's crazy the way it's set up. But he was second only to the governor as far as power. But he was extremely, he had a hard on about getting illegal immigrants out, out the country. And to the point to where he was asking them to show papers. If you were Hispanic, you had to show papers. Now, I don't know what type of papers they may be. Right. I'm an American. I don't have any fucking papers. We've I got a driver's lived, license. We've never lived in a, that right. kind of society. But, so. I mean, you know, so he was absolutely profiling because and he, but he would not have pulled over Caleb's wife. Right. Right. Even though she is not from this, this country, she just has as much of a likelihood of being an illegal immigrant as the Hispanic gentleman that he's pulling over right and left. And it got so bad that if you saw someone riding on Interstate 10, that's the big interstate out there, and it's like 12 lanes, Mm -hmm. you would see people going 10 miles under the speed limit because they did not want to give the police any any reason, justifiable reason to pull them over. That's reason enough right there. Right. Yeah. It's at least suspect. But when you see people that are, many of these people were legal. Right. But they did not want to face the wrath of an entitled and motivated police force. Now, while I was out there, there was never any violence that I knew of that was perpetuated on, on people of, of color. But um, that was it was really sobering to me to see that type of mindset. Um, although I think it can be valued because if I'm a cop mm-hmm. and I pull up some hoopty car and it's night. A hoopty car. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm talking about just a piece of shit car. And, you know, I'm going to profile because of that car. I'm like, you know what? They're out at 2 a.m., first profile. Yeah. They got a car that's got one out of four lights working, second profile. <laughs> right? That's no, also three, a tra- traffic hazard. Three yeah. out of four wheels are different. Right, right. And none yeah. of them have any hubcaps on them. Right. And then you see one head in the car, then another one pop up. Maybe she just finished. We don't know. So you ride down Home Street at 2 a.m. Well, is what you're saying. Oh, it's cute that you know where that is. Uh, that is Caleb at slightlyuncomfortable.com. Ladies. Uh, but um, so, I mean, 
those profiles are all because that officer wants to ascertain what's going to go on. Sorry, and, not to stereotype Home Street or anything. I just oh, it, it, no, no, that's just fact. <laughs> that's just fact. That's like Louisville being idiots. Louisville fans being idiots. That, that's that's just a fact. But I mean, he's doing that out of self-preservation because his experiences yeah. on the job tells him that type of car, that time of night, this type of environment does not yield for a safe environment for me to get go yeah. through it i'd like to add something to that but that's a whole nother show too so we won't get into well i'm glad you brought it yeah. up i know right uh, <laughs> mr well, mystery Caleb. it's the no it's the there are a lot of obviously other issues going on with police and sure the sure. stereotypes that they make and yeah. and the decisions that they make on the fly and people have ended up dead over it mm-hmm. and everything uh and <laughs> one just left the news in fact a, yeah a uh I don't know, duty to retreat, I guess, is where I would put that. But uh, if, if self-defense is really your most important thing in that aspect, you, you should have a duty to retreat. But first. I think we but all do it. It's, it's what you talked about going walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. It's the same thing. You're, you're approaching someone. Mm-hmm. Someone's approaching you. And you look them up and down and determine the risk of you in, in exactly. engaging with these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 to me, it doesn't have anything to do with race. It has everything to do with what your perception of safety looks like compared to danger. And what your biases are right. in general. Right. Maybe. I know people that are scared to death of clowns. Yeah. They have a bias. Are you scared of clowns? I hate clowns. Do you hate them or are you scared of them? I'll well, be honest. They're freaky. Because you're scared yeah. of spiders. We all know that. I'm not so much scared of spiders. Uh, yeah, we know you are. What I'm, about mascots? I'm, how did you do with mascots? Mascots I'm cool with because okay. you see them. They're in your face. Right. You know, but there's clowns. someone in there. Like, how do yeah, you deal but with that? that yeah. If they're stupid <laughs> enough to wear the outfit, I could probably take them. I'm just saying. Well, you, know, you do know a clown is wearing an outfit. Yeah, but I don't and know. And you man. do know I was a mascot. So. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, now I just want to try to think of what his mascot was. So basically, Caleb just admitted to being a furry. I think that's what I just heard. I didn't say I enjoyed it. I just said I was one. <laughs> So a in that, that boy looks like a hilltopper to me. Hey, now. <laughs> so, what were you saying? I can't remember. All right, you're, you're scared of clowns. clowns yeah. no, I'm not scared of clowns. You're a pussy. You were actually talking. You asked him if he was scared of clowns. Said the guy that's scared of geese. I'm not scared of him. I hate him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, say, if, I, if okay, he sees a goose with a lip ring and a tattoo, he's going the other direction, <laughs> yeah, right? Well, that's, 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 oh, what oh, if yeah. the goose is carrying a snake? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut your whore mouth. They're, they're weaponizing now? Is that they're what you're weaponized saying? geese. <laughs> evil plus evil equals James getting the fuck out. Um, but I think we do. Uh, we, we see that in different walks. And I think sometimes there's value in that given the circumstance yeah. that the person's I- involved in. Mm-hmm. If I'm a cop walking up to a car and I see that, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to be hyper aware of everything that I can take in. Before I step up to that car, right. and it's not good, bad, or indifferent, you know. Uh, if they have out-of-state well, pl- plates out, if they, ha- you know, whatever about, the case. I mean, you can scroll through Facebook. Pretty if much. If it's any a PT the cruiser, right you know those fuckers are losers. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. That's the worst. If geese drove cars, oh, they would buy a PT cruiser. Well, Just look at. Them. Well, what I was gonna say was. You can, Are you sure Lloyd's not here, James? Oh, God, he's got a brain. That's why I'm moving it out of the way so it won't make noise. Um, I thought Lloyd may have showed up there for a moment. Whenever through, two or more are gathered, yeah, well, Lloyd's there you, also. You scroll through Facebook pretty much any day of the week, and there's some woman on there that has a story about being at Fayette Mall or somewhere else across the country because shit travels like crazy. But uh, And 
some guy followed them out to their car or somebody was watching them and they went and got the security and they've apparently reported multiple problems of this individual looking a certain way and that they're so that i mean that is a form of profiling now could it be legitimate and because human trafficking is a very big issue and you know things like that happen could it be legit and that's what was going on yeah odds are somebody probably was just walking in the same damn direction as you and they were minding their own damn business but uh and you had a mindset and freaked yourself out or got scared or whatever but it's all based on those biases and those stereotypes and everything well and I, i think stereotypes play into profiling yeah but but the two are really vastly different in my mind. Well, that's just weird. Because, because the... I think profiling is a result of stereotyping. Yeah, I was going to say stereotypes lead to profiling, I would think. Profiling I is a high level. Yeah. What? Well, I just said that. No, you <laughs> didn't. You I, said, I said it better. <laughs> you said it You said it. Because you heard my astute opinion. Oh, so and then we're going to question impl- stealing ideas now. You improved on that. <laughs> Ah, uh, shit. Go I'm ahead. Just gonna leave that one alone too. Uh, the <laughs> for me, profiling is necessary, particularly in uh, particularly in law enforcement. That story got we got we started going down that path. Well, military. I think we say military and law enforcement. Sure. I mean, anytime uh, you're you're to protect and serve and all that sort of stuff, and you're yeah, well, yeah, right. You're on the front line. But and and. Getting back to Caleb's uh, little vignette earlier of of somebody walking down the street and then you're confronted, or not confronted, but you see something in front of you. You're aware. Yeah. Then then you have to start profiling your situation. And if a stereotype comes into that that considerative process, that's how the mind works, I reckon. Right. But it doesn't necessarily have to at the same time. No. I mean, we all profile, one way or another. We all do it, and I think it's a self-defense mechanism. Yeah, and it's also that that that, that's an excellent point. Profiling. See, I told you I'd get one. I told you I'd get one. Blind squirrels and nuts. Pretty pretty sure I said something earlier about animal instincts, and that's where that comes from, and everything. So Caleb, Caleb got (laughs) the point. Jealousy (laughs) is such a horrible emotion. Animal instinct. You're not going to get to be the big spoon. I'm going to say that right now. Keep acting like this. So yeah, the profiling as a self-defense measure is one thing. More often than not, in my experience anyway, stereotyping is an offensive thing. You, I can see that. Yeah. You know, the uh, oh well, he's just a geek, so therefore he knows everything about every technology. Hmm. Technology ever created. I've seen you try to work a phone. That is inaccurate. It's a horrible, horrible thing. It's yeah. like he doesn't even have thumbs. Or, or you know, uh, Murphy was in the Navy. Well, can't. careful. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of bad ones that you can bring up right now. Yeah, and there I, are, I also, there are. I also assume that the there's list. probably some Navy people listening to the show. Oh, fuck them. No. And I'm the only person that has their real name. Well, Caleb and I. Right. So no, no, we're not. We love the Navy. No. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking, I know we're not PG-13 here or anything. But, oh, no, no, uh, no, no. We passed PG-13 about like, the second time James started talking about I feel like there's a lot out there for the Navy you should yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not yeah. talk about. Rough Seamen. I, I, I would say half of the Navy never set foot on a boat. Yeah. 
but I had you say Navy, everybody is at sea. I had yeah. an uncle that served in the Navy for seven years and could not swim. Yeah. He was always landlocked. He, he never went out on the boat. So, so I, I, I think I, I think, think you can look around and you sometimes s- to draw circles around people. Yeah, you, you, I think, well, and also I think sometimes you stereotype because it's fucking easy. I mean, it, it yeah. keeps to, to group people to put to fit yeah. them in a category. Right, it keeps you yeah. from having to get to know somebody on an individual basis. It's lazy yeah. to stereotype of people. If you all right, if you're walking into a mall, we're going to use malls because it's for large gathering of people. And you or it see, used to be. You, you know, see a gaggle. Years ago. You see a gaggle of people. Just a gaggle. Well, because I got geese on my mind. <laughs> um, you see a large group of people. It is easier to assume who they are and what they're there for than it is to actually engage and be curious and get to know their actual purpose for being there. Right. And so then you can be. Once you do get to know their purpose for being there, get to know them individually, and you realize that your stereotype is ninety percent accurate, and you just want to go the fuck home. Or, or they they actually call in security because I've approached a group of young ladies. Um, James, and, and no, it, it was unwanted. <laughs> Girls waiting outside the Claire's out here. Right. <laughs> James walks up. Hey, where are you from? <laughs> What his, you doing here? In a sleeveless hoodie Str- with the hood up. Where, Stranger danger. Where's your parents? Right. Uh, I got a van. <laughs> got some puppies. Puppies, yeah. Do puppies and like, free candy. Do you like chocolate? <laughs> I thought you might. Um, no, that's it's more like he's thought it's this a way, out. It's a that's way more Lloyd than to, me, uh, honestly. It's a way for our brains to, to fill in the blanks. Yes. Like if when you're walking into a situation and you see that group of people, you don't really care why they're there because you're there for your central idea or focus or whatever it is you're going to for that reason. And your brain sees it and you you have to fill in that blank. Why are they there? Oh, well, they all look like this. They're all standing outside the hot topic and they're wearing black and they're probably all waiting on some emo band to come through or something like that. Right. They so. may not be. They're probably waiting on the UK basketball team to show up or something. <laughs> right. Who knows? But that's that fills in that blank in your mind, and you can keep going about your business in, in that sense. Uh, and so we use that a lot. Um, but kind of like what Root was saying earlier is we use those, and they can be very negative in the pro- when a stereotyping turns into profiling and everything. But we have to be aware of that in our minds yeah. when it happens. We need to be able to be aware of ourselves and to say, when that thought comes up, like you said earlier, that why did I think that? Why was that the first thing that came right, to my mind? Right. And then to push past that and actually check get, yourself. Check yourself exactly. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh, right? oh here we go. <laughs> that is uh, not allowed. That is not allowed on this show. <laughs> we don't. We rhyme. don't do that. <laughs> okay. Um, and. And now he's back to it. he's back to the, the original. His sophomore slump showed up. And the, <laughs> the bourbon the bourbon cannot overcome such things. No. That might be the problem right now. Is the bourbon? <laughs> I'm not sure. He uh, drinks and he rhymes. Yeah, uh, but Unlike to be you, you drink yeah. and you slur. Well, I smell bourbon. I slur. Yeah. To be able to check those biases, right when when they come up, and to push past them and and be able to get to know somebody or right. or really just. Mind your own damn business. Preach, preach. Right, and not because I mean, libertarian showed up. I mean, we talked to we talked to our our friend earlier uh, about the show and what we were going to be doing and everything. Uh, and, and so Caleb and I have a mutual a mutual friend that right. is African American, right? And probably one of the coolest guys. Yeah, uh, just a cool dude. I mean, just a really really good guy. But you know, we asked him about 
you in his experience, you know, what are things that has maybe has happened to him or things wait, that wait he's a minute, experienced. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's just listen to Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> See now, who who was it that had the argument with the ice cup last time? Well, he's running all the damn cubes for us. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 well, he's touched every one of them. I haven't touched every one And he's melting the one on top, so all that damn <laughs> water is rolling down. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> he got to make a fucking spectacle out of himself. It's just to get a, proof is yeah. moving through everybody this, this evening. i got to separate them. I'm, I'm not going to do a full Lloyd. I'm, yeah. I've got a... A full Lloyd? A full Lloyd. I'm just you can only handle Lloyd. part of a Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have it. Let me have it. Now, take the other one out of there. Jesus. Boy, this makes for a great podcast. Doesn't it? it shot Good Lord, head. you shake like a leaf on a tree. Everybody's watching him. He gets nervous. It's a podcast, not a damn soul so, song. Where were we? Something about biases and... Well, and stereotypes? Yeah. yeah. Imagine <laughs> that. And your friend that... Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. So I was talking about him, and I, I've done lots we of We were talking to now. Patrick, and, and I mean, to get his perspective... Uh, and we would invite Patrick to be on the show, and he very well may be at some point. But we're we're scared that we're going to be a negative influence on him because <laughs> he is such a just a kind, compassionate guy, and we are none of that. No, uh, we're guys. That's that's the end of that. Yeah. The, the the similarities. I don't know. We might be compassionate, but not to each other. No. Uh, but I'm gonna say, you know, he has just an ultra ultra positive spin on everything. Yes. And he is from an African-American man from Alabama. He has to be the most positive person I've ever met in my entire and life. And he doesn't take pills. I ask him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, he, he came over to my house and played some video games. And I whooped his ass just one time because yeah. only he whoops mine. And he comes over and, like, gives me a fist bump, congratulating me on the victory. And I'm like, well, I, cannot, I cannot not like you. Right. You know, and then he buries me one night on a video game. And he goes, oh, man, you were just having a rough day. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't hate you if you're nice to me once you beat me. <laughs> but uh, I asked him, I said, have you experienced a whole lot? And, of course, he said he had. And, and he said, but not really necessarily negatively. It was just it was just stereotypes. Or, or and, and I don't know that stereotypes initially are wrong if they're internalized. I mean, because when I walk into an airport, any place that there's a lot of folk, I, I used to work security, and when you work security in bars or in um, uh, athletic events, you have to have your head on a swivel, and when you do that, you have to look at each group, individual, and ascertain, is that a threat? Right. Is that somebody I'm going to have to worry about? Now, not to say you get it right all the time, because I've had some old ladies that I saw, thought just looked like they were sweet as driven snow, and them bitches just welled on me for like a half hour trying to get them out the bar. But you, so, but you would have thought after watching Grandma get dragged out of the wrestling match that you would know the old ladies, they... They got some fight in them. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. That's the wrestling show part one. Yeah, that's a fair point. But, I mean, you, you learn because that's what you have to do. And now I think we given the society that we're living in that people feel like they need to do this even more because we've had shootings, going back to our show, shootings in, in churches. We've had shootings in movie theaters. Shopping malls. In, in nightclubs. You know, now now we have to have our head on a swivel just as a people. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, just what you brought up, the whole, the, the shootings in, in movie theaters and stuff. I, myself, I've caught myself looking at doors that are exit-only doors. Mm-hmm. To look and see if they're propped open. Because that's where that all, that came from in Colorado is... Is he went out an exit door 
propped it open, and that's how they came back in. And it's just one of those things that you pick up and you yep. don't really realize you're doing it. And I catch myself every once in a while in different locations and stuff, emergency exit doors and that kind of stuff. You see it, and that's the first thing I'm looking is, is that propped open? Well, is and that, plus, yeah. we, we have people that we're responsible for. Exactly, yeah. And, and you can't haphazardly walk through life mm. and expect not to be victimized. That's correct. Now, yeah. there's a good chance we'll still get victimized, but hopefully sure. we've, we've checked the boxes that, to minimize that risk and not just walk through blindly and right, being ignorant right. of everything around you. Um, and I think in that regard, stereotyping is absolutely essential because if you don't, something not to say you're going to prevent anything, but at least you're ahead of the game instead of reacting to something you did not even see coming. I had, all right, Alex, uh, I've ran around with Alex a lot. Alex can be doing something, and that man has tunnel vision. Right. And <laughs> I, I really wish that I could have tunnel vision. I wish that I could block off everything around me and just focus on whatever the task is at hand. I cannot. But I have seen many things happening around him that he was totally unaware of. And that's just that's a scary thing for me. Yeah. You know, I I, I have a hard time <clears throat> wanting to do that now, hmm. because I mean, you walk out your front door, and you see a group of people, and you're like, all right, I need to figure out why these people are here, what they're doing here, what they what what involvement I need to have with this. It's just tough. It's a scary time. Well, it, it, fact is, it's always been that way. We just kind of lured ourselves into a false sense of security, because there's always going to be somebody. Who I don't has, think it has dark motives. I don't mm. think that it's always been to where you need to be scared of the old fucking movie theater. I don't think it's always been that way. I, I think that's that that's recent. I mean, you know, within the last twenty years, I think that's when. Um, I think it's more recent. I don't think so. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I I remember uh, the earliest movies I remember ever going to. I had my eyes on people. Well, but you're even but, as a kid. But we know you're weird. Uh, well, that's true. Um, that's true. We know you're weird. I mean, and <laughs> I mean, he has a gun with him now. Caleb has a gun with him now. I can't piss any one of these two guys off. <laughs> well, I, you're allegedly. assuming you're the cost of the round. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I, but, um, um, yeah. I mean, all, all I gotta do is go find a goose. The goose is a hell of a lot cheaper than the. I will tell you what. I'm gonna tell you right now. You are an ignorant slut. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, we, you always try to be aware, but I think now we have a heightened sense of awareness just because of the, of the recent events yeah. that have been going on and that there is no end in sight. Right. You know, it's not like there was a cause and effect, and now we have a solution. I think that's where I was going earlier with the mind drone. Oh, so you're saying that this was I, your idea too? No. Fuck! <laughs> No, is it reminded me, like it brought back that train of thought was okay. That's to the mind your own damn business thing is that everybody is so hyper aware of every little thing that other people are doing that people just won't mind their own damn business and go about their lives. And it is negatively affecting groups of people that aren't doing anything wrong that are just minding their own damn business yep. and living their lives. But because everybody has become hypersensitized to this to these stereotypes and what they think is right now they're calling the cops on people for having a barbecue or well, you know right. fixing up an old house that they bought or something yeah. like that they're just out for a fucking walk exactly you do, know? do you want to watch root just lose his mind you go ready for it you ready, ready? Here we yeah go. so we're saying what you're talking about while i agree with you is yeah. is not fair 
uh, when Root talked about one of his solutions to mass shootings, it was being your brother's keeper. Right. Uh, and that goes completely against no, it doesn't. that mindset. No. no, it doesn't. If you see somebody digging up four six-foot deep holes in the back of their yard, and they're coming in late at night. Is it their yard? Yeah. Mind your own damn business. Mind your own damn business. <laughs> but, but – are yeah. they part of your community? Not because they're close to you. I think he's. I think he's <laughs> listened to the show. I he, think Caleb's here. I was, he was here. I was here. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? God damn it! You've gotten to the age you can't remember what you did. Like I said, you What's have. Your name? You have Alzheimer's. You can remember 1830 shit. You can't remember Tuesday. Fuck. I think he's listening to the show. Huh? Jesus. But he makes a. Brilliant point. He does make a brilliant but point. But you can't mind your own damn business and be in other people's business. If I mean, it, it, it's counterintuitive. If the spouse or brother or whoever the fuck he's living with doesn't ask that question, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That family member needs to figure but, out, what are we doing here? Are we planting a very deep garden or are you digging graves? But, but uh, here's my thing is the three of us are buds. Right. We've hung out. We're friends. But if Caleb's going through something, there's that mindset, given this conversation, mind your own damn business for me. Yeah. All right, he's, he's dealing with stuff. I'm going to make myself available. No, no, you know that's what not what I'm getting at. What I was talking about earlier is somebody's out in a park and they're having a barbecue. Picking ninnies. Yeah, mind your own damn business. That's actually a really fun word. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not going to, Don't but use I mean, outside of here, I, I'm not, and those six people listening. I'm, I'm not. Right. I'm not going to, but it's it, not a bad word. I mean, in and it, of itself, it's, it's a horrific word. It's it's, it's very funny. It's a horrific. <laughs> it's word. It's fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about the origins of it, nor do I want to, because I didn't listen to your explanation. That's, but, that's where people get in trouble. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. They don't know where words come from. That's and it exactly. Well, one of the things that our friend uh, that we talked to uh, today, and we can say his name. His name's yeah. Patrick. You've already said his name, but go ahead. Well, okay, and we can say it again. And I can also call you a horse's ass yet again. <laughs> uh, is he actually used the, the – he goes, a lot of them aren't insulting at all. Right. Some of them are complimentary. He said, if you look at a Jewish person and assume that they have money, well, they're good, they're good with money. I'm like, yeah. no, not necessarily. It's... But I don't know if I'm a Jewish person, if I look at that as being negative necessarily. So I heard that one when he said that, and Root probably has the same thought process that I jumped let me, to. Let me just go and stop you right now. This if you have, bad, right? No, no, no. If you have the same thought process as Root, you need to seek some sort of therapeutic <laughs> Right. Help. I'm beyond help. So, you, my young friend, there's no. a chance. He lives in a house with no windows. Well, <laughs> well it had if you, not, if you knew up. more about my background and interest in history and my wife's background and interest oh, in God. history and things like this, it would make more sense. If you all I could call it. somebody to the bunker now, <laughs> on I the think surface, I've just entered a cult. <laughs> no, on the surface, you're right. It, it, that doesn't sound like a negative thing. Well, they're good with money because they're Jewish. Oh, I think it is negative. But that's not the way he was portraying it. Is, no, is, not at all. Is, because it's Patrick. Right. He yeah, can't he be He looks negative. at everything in a positive, right, right. As a positive spin. So, oh, well, that's the stereotype is Jews are good with money or Jews have lots of money and things like that. Where that comes from, though, is a very, very dark place. And it led to six million people being slaughtered. Right, right. Right. Um, and, and that's where that stereotype still persists from today. Mm-hmm. So that's... You can try to put a positive spin on it I, and everything, um, but that when I heard that, I understood what he was saying and where that comes from and 
that positive spin. Um, but, but also, again, given given uh, yeah. Patrick's age, <clears throat> yeah. he's a very young man and extremely well read and has yeah. a great perspective. But there are some things that it takes time to get a hold of. Yeah, it, it does. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think we're seeing that a lot yeah. in, in in our current world too. Um, what was a couple of, couple of years ago? Three years ago? The whole ninety nine or one percent mm-hmm. thing. They were doing the same. Th- I don't know what that is. The Occupy Wall Street, all yeah. that stuff. When gotcha. that was okay. Going yeah. On. Okay. Yeah. They can't stop us all. No. No. That's same 51. mindset, though, right? Uh, sort of. <laughs> it was when they all sat down. I, know. Like, I, I, I was. And, that was yeah. an attempt at a joke. But yeah, thank you yeah. all for catching. You, you tried. <laughs> you it, tried. It, was an it, attempt. Isn't it cute when I try to be funny? It, 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 it's, it's something. <laughs> it's something. But the 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 ninety nine percent, the one percent, whatever the fuck they're calling them, themselves, um, they were doing this exact same thing that the brown shirts were doing in the 30s. Mm. They're stirring up hatred against successful people. A little less violence, but yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Although I don't think they, those people were quite capable of well, <laughs> the true, same amount true, of violence. That's true. Nerd but alert. <laughs> those people. But, you know, yeah, those people. At, at, at the time, the time period that Caleb <laughs> and I are talking about here. Oh, the, I'm just sitting over here drinking yeah. bourbon. James is nodding. He yeah. agrees. Yeah. So early 30s, mid 30s, um, the Weimar Republic had collapsed. People were literally taking wheelbarrows full of of marks to buy loaves of bread. And there wasn't, their money was And then getting getting told that they were another wheelbarrow short by the time they got to the (laughs) store. Exactly, exactly. So, and then the brown shirts and and the Nazi party. That sounds a little bit like stereotyping, the brown shirts. No, that no was, that's what they went by. That was their name. Was they their wore name. brown shirts. It, it well, has, that was creative. It, it has since come to be a stereotype. Yeah. Uh, they're UPS drivers. <laughs> that's how they're hiding in plain sight. Right. What can that's Brown it. do for you? <laughs> oh, my God. James, the conspiracy. This is whole underground <laughs> network. Neo-Nazis delivering packages to everyone's houses. Fuckers are taking pictures of my packages now on my front porch. Sending it to me or delivered your package. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. I, There's a guy in a brown shirt taking pictures in front of my house. Why why do you have people taking pictures of your package? That's not That's kind of weird. Well, because you should do that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That. Well, you should know. <laughs> oh, oh my God. You're Again. welcome. It normally comes in three different pictures, just to encompass it all. <laughs> you just I have use the line the pa- them up right. I use the panoramic. <laughs> I use the panoramic. <laughs> But uh, again, cheese wheel. Where? That's that's exactly what I have. Is a cheese wheel. I'm Where two by seven. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was trying to. Like, I hope somebody out there is eating cheese right I'm, now. I've got, <laughs> and they're like, "Fuck! I can't finish cheese." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Reminds blame me you. Really. Dick. Uh, yeah. You were talking about the brown birds. Uh, Nazis, brown are, Nazis are bad. Very bad. Very not, Nazis yeah. are bad. Very bad. Yeah. And we we still see it in the younger class and younger age groups, younger classes in Europe. Because they're not being taught their own history of their own con- continent, and in many cases, their own countries. Well, and also, also I know, I don't know if Nikki feels this way. I, I'm assuming she does. They say, other countries say the th- same thing about us, that we're not being taught the accurate yeah. history of our country. Well, they're not wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's not in- exclusive to these other regions. Right. It's that, you know, we, we teach our children the good parts of things. Right. Yeah. But what... Where I was going, in, in some cases, Germany in particular, you can't talk about Nazis. 
I mean, it, it, it's, a, it, it's a crime to mention it in the public, and, there, and, but we know yeah. Germany's weird. There's, it, the rules are really weird. Like they, Told you. Yeah. No, it's, they have, like, the German language, one for, for one, is really weird. They have a word for literally everything. And one and of it's theirs, about 35 characters exactly, long. Yeah. And very and violent when they say There's only two vowels it. in it. And, right. You know, yeah, but, very violent. Um, yeah, it does sound very mean when it they're does. talking. And very, very curt endings. Yeah. You know, where you think about, like, Spanish and Italian is almost like a love language. It, right. One word flows into another. But yeah. Germany is just like an angry, just a whole lot of, like, constant chest congestion. Yes, yes. Tell people you love them because life is short, but tell them in German because life is also scary. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. Now, but, see, that one works. Right. That whole fucking rhyme you did earlier, <laughs> that's not acceptable. But that works. So, like, they have, I don't remember what the word is, because, again, it's 35 characters long, and it only has two vowels, and it doesn't make any sense. Right. But they with have a whole lot of ends. this whole concept of wrestling with their past is what the word breaks down to and what it means. And, like, there are s- situations where it, it's taught, and they can talk about it and things like that. And then there are other situations where it's completely ignored and you can't talk about it and it didn't happen and we're just going to ignore that and nothing happened between 1930 and 1946. We wow. don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's in, and that is a very that's, that's real same, thing in, in the German populace. Right that's now, the same so. thing that between when Jesus was 13 and he was 31. Right. Let's not worry about nothing that. Happened. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened. Nothing yeah. happened. I mean, it's just only the largest portion of his life, but I'm sure he was right. fine. Yeah, he was a carpenter. I'm sure yeah. he did fine. Mm-hmm. He learned how to make tables. He made the first chair, right? You saw that in the Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, I did not watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. I don't need Mel Gibson to tell me anything. <laughs> anything. Um, once he took that loincloth off and, and Braveheart, I'm out. I, I, I have no. And anyway. got out of the bathtub and Lethal Weapon. That's okay. it. That's the only two things I'm so thinking So you just about. want to see Mel Gibson's ass. He is that... a fine, it is a fine, <laughs> fine onion. I ain't going to lie to you. a deep rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what she said. That's why I wanted to be Big Spoon, Mr. Caleb. That's yeah. why I wanted to be Big Spoon. So um, we're going back to the stereotype profile. <laughs> right. Our walk down Nazi <laughs> Avenue. Let's just completely forget your homoerotic fixation with Mel Gibson. We'll we'll just skip right on. And also, my problem with the UPS service in general. (laughs) If they delivered geese in a PT cruiser with a Louisville shirt on, they would be the worst people ever. (laughs) Well, you know, they got that big airport up there. Chock full of them brown shirt people wearing them brown painted God, could he have selling more holler? You know, I got that big airport up there. <laughs> you know what happens to them airplanes coming in and out? They deliver stuff. People, people fly in there. Probably they, then they bring stuff package, in. Dude. And then they'll fly out. Um, so, all right, geese. we're, we're going we're gonna to say, name a positive stereotype that you can think of. And then name, I don't think it's hard to find a negative stereotype. Mm-hmm. I think there's far more of those. It's like all the rest, right? Yeah. We spent a good hour talking about the negative ones. Right. Yeah. So so if you can think up one, if you can think up more, that's fine. Insert the Jeopardy theme here. Yeah. No, 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 not you. Lord, no. Wait, you asked me to. No, I didn't. That was a note for me. Literally, he said, insert Jeopardy tune here. When I Did listen I say to your him, name? when I listen to him, the fucker gets mad. When I don't listen to him, <laughs> he gets mad. You see why I turned to Caleb? Uh, you're the one talking big spoon with him earlier. Well, but you wanted it earlier too. 
well, Alex's not here. So Don't you run away. from your feelings. <laughs> Man, positive stereotypes. That, that, I, I mean, think, that, to me, that's an oxymoron. Like, it doesn't. Same here. Positive and stereotypes don't go So, together. I think it's very clear that, and I, 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 I would have a hard time doing that as well. Um, I would, I, I just thought one up. He just made it up out of whole cloth. No, I didn't make it up. I, th- I out think of it's Mel Gibson's loincloth. Here's a positive stereotype. This bloomed. Um, <laughs> I think that all nuns are nice, are pleasant. Everyone I've ever encountered, they just seem to have a joy. Now I've not went to Catholic school. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have that's been had the shit beat out of my. I was gonna say there's an entire stereotype about Catholic nuns, right? But everyone I've ever shit out of your knuckles with rulers and every everyone I've ever encountered have been perfectly just just really sweet and kind people. So whenever I see a nun, a Catholic nun, my I as opposed to what other kind of nun. None of your business. <laughs> uh, whenever I the see internet kind. When, when, oh, 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 you've seen my browser history. Um, but when I see a nun, I immediately think that's a safe spot. Those the, those ladies have a certain demeanor about them that I hope I can predict. Predict? Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. if something if something happened. Yeah. If, if something, if I needed something, that would be a place that I would go, a person I would go to, that I would feel completely comfortable and trusting. Mm. And I think that is a, a positive, for me, a positive stereotype. Mm. I, yeah. It, I, I, I get, I absolutely get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I can't come up with one of my own. I, I, I guess I'm Not just really. wired. If, if well, I you am are a too, negative person. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I've been told this much. But uh, just now. For me, st- <laughs> for me, stereotypes are inherently negative. Uh, uh, in, in my mind, oh, I would st- agree. Stereotypes are insulting. I mean, nature. the fact that I was the only one to come up with one. No one's surprised by that. That I am the that the, came, the, 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 the diamond in the rough. The, the rose <laughs> between two thorns is what I'm saying. <laughs> the first place you go is a nun well, when right. you're looking for a stereotype. Well, they're the one woman I can't. Well, I have listened after them, so <laughs> I can't say that. But I, so I think our conclusion to that in, in this whole episode is that stereotyping's wrong. If you see if you agree with me, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you do it, it's for a it's you're being lazy and yeah. you're not engaging in a group of people to prove your own bias wrong. Yeah. 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 It 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 is it, it's cheap, it's lazy and it it, it is just a, a easy way out rather than engaging. Yeah, and saying to put it's easier than to put yourself out there, right? And be proved right or wrong, right? I mean, it's now you know what you know. The one stereotype also that I can think is is accurate. I don't know whether good, bad, or indifferent. Is if I see a bad haircut, (laughs) I know that person has not been to the Plaza Barbershop and met Mr. Mike to get his haircut. You know, I would fully agree with that because when Murphy comes in here, yeah. Yeah. Which Murphy has the worst haircut of all of us. Well, he doesn't really I, have a haircut. He well, gets sheared. I saw him the no, I saw him the other day, and might it's be, not might be that whole navy and sheep thing. It's it could be. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it almost looks like a scissor cut. But different. But, but, but different. different. I mean, because yeah, a you know, lot different. Scissor cuts are not at all related. Well, look, scissor cuts are never even completely. Yeah. But he had a he has a burr haircut that's uneven. Either he, either he has a. Either he's a waterhead and his head's all fucked up, which is 
He probably is. Possible. Waterhead, Navy. Navy. Uh, yeah. Combat vet. It all kind of goes But up. when I look at... If they go at, down the steps fast, don't they hit their head usually? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think he did. That's probably the different waves in his head. <laughs> but when I see Murphy, I'm like, you know what you've not done? Went to Mike at the Plaza Barbershop here in Frankfort, Kentucky. That's right. Because if you go... Now, he can't make Murphy look better. No, no. <laughs> there are just some turns. That is help. not a handsome man. No. Uh, but what he can do, if he ever lets his hair grow out, is to give him some sort of a sense of purpose by actually at least having a good haircut. A good haircut on a bad head, can't do a whole lot with. But Mike will take care of that dynamic. He will. He will. He'll do an amazing job for you. Caleb has not been there yet. I have not been you to Mike not yet. Been to Mike. No, I haven't. You've got to go to Mike, dude. Nah, He'll fix not that living close, too. it's kind of hard to. Dude, yeah, just take time. Just he's, take yeah. the time. He's two minutes from here. Yeah, from here. To do a twenty-four-seven? Is that a? Well, no, he hasn't started that yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Root found that out. Oh yeah, yeah. Last you thing have will be to a be... drive-through, right? <laughs> yeah. Now he's fast. He he can knock it right out for yeah. you. But he's. I'm not sure about the drive-through thing. See, he what, is very very punctual. However, what I would be interested to see is if Caleb. You know, stepped up in his manhood. I think that's next week. And decided to have Mike do something with his beard. Yes. Mm. Because, you know, Root has the squared I'm not going to lie. I get sick of doing it at the house. So I'd be more than happy to find somebody. If if you mention the show, Mike will give you a haircut for $12 and a beard cut for 3 You walk out of there looking the best you've ever looked. Anti-Murphy'd. I think we're just if somebody that's, that's, if somebody has a, a physically challenged appearance, yeah. you're Murphy. Yep. If you want to go out there, we should ask Mike to just re- recognize. Just, yeah. just tell him if somebody comes in, ask for the anti-Murphy. Then <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's, yeah. that's the slightly uncomfortable package deal. But now Root has the squared off beard, and he, he's doing great with. I have the point. Yeah. And now Caleb, he may have to do the dual pork chop. I like the yeah. dual pork chop. You think of the mutton chop? The mutton chop. Yeah, yeah, the dual yeah. pork chop. I yeah. think that'll work. But, all right, folks, you're going to hear me. Go to Mike and the Plaza Barbershop in Frankfurt, Kentucky. Uh, you will not regret it. 15 no, bucks won't. later, and if you pay him 15 or something wrong with you, yeah. give that man a 20 and yeah. walk away proud. That's, That's the right. best you've looked in a long, long damn time. And because Mike's such a sweet, salt of the earth kind of guy, he won't steer it like no, you're just a customer. Well, you're just, <laughs> everybody's a customer. A valued a customer. A valued customer. That's it exactly.